Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the latest edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan, alongside my tag team partner for life, Ooh. the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Ooh, Newman. For life How are you doing now. this week, Newman? I don't think you've ever said that. Yeah, you got to throw in that too sweet there for life, go. you know, NWA, exactly, exactly. Wolfpack for life. You know, I was just, as you were uh, introducing us, I was wondering, should we be inviting children of all ages to this podcast? We Probably not. We we say some bad we words We do sometimes. say some bad words. There are even bad words in our intro. So if you've even gotten this far, yeah. it's already too late. Well, you got to get them started young, right? Exactly. It's all about desensitization. Like, my my kids are totally screwed. Like, as soon as I enter a car, like, they're just <laughs> going to hear everything. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have, like, separate languages. House speak and then car speak. Like, how people have, like, inside <laughs> and outside voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I'm like, your wife's be like, all right, look, just don't say any of the words that your dad says in the car. Those are all bad words. <laughs> I'm going to have to have sections because it's going to be, like, it's going to be in your car with dad. While dad's watching sports. Uh. <laughs> or you could have just like a little sectioned off part to yourself that's like soundproof. So you could just scream and yell or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a bad place happened. I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> Go into the soundproof room. Exactly. Uh, you... Come back out. All right, I'm good. Uh, do you think that you would still have road rage uh, like in the... when we have self-automating driving cars and stuff like that? Or do you think that'll go away? Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm sure like... The self-driving cars aren't going to be perfect, and so, like, mm-hmm. someone's going to cut you off or something like that. And, like, you won't have to worry about slamming the brakes. The car's going to be like, whoops, and, like, stop. But even then, I'm going to be like, oh, you fucking asshole computer. Like, yeah. don't you know my computer's driving here? <laughs> yeah, don't you know? Yeah, I feel like that would be... I suppose you probably have to have, like, an option where people would be able to look out the windows if you wanted to. But I feel like it'd be way better. Oh, do you think it's going to be, like, the the room like it's almost like you're in a room and you don't know that you're even in a car i think that would be better for people psychologically i think people would be able to relax more i think they wouldn't have to worry yes. about what's happening it's just you get in here there'd be like a timer somewhere that you could check that would give you your eta for like how long it's going to be until you get to your destination you know yep. put in some shit if you need to change where you're going but that just like look you don't have to worry about it don't look we're just going to cover up the windows put on some like videos you want to watch or put up some apps, some games, whatever. And then you just arrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you're distracted, and then you arrive at your destination. It's just it's like a WWE pay-per-view. They just say that here's the amount of time we're going to entertain you, here is the show, and then afterwards it is over. Yeah. But nothing of real substance <laughs> happens in between. <laughs> There's just yep. stuff. And, uh, you know, bringing us to Crown Jewel, the next set of just stuff that is happening. 
Yeah, and especially... Interesting uh, point to bring up about Crown Jewel. Do you feel that there's... Do you feel it's just apathy at this point to them doing this show over in, like, Saudi Arabia? Apathy, like, on whose part? Like, uh, so, for example, the last time they did mm-hmm. the show, we had the uh, journalist murdered. And so there was a lot of, like, mm-hmm. uh, WWE's getting blood money from the Saudis and stuff like that. And do you think at this point it's just, like, the product is so bland and there isn't this uproar from... There hasn't been an incident to cause any uproar. So it's just, like... Yeah, they're doing a Saudi show. Who the fuck cares? Like, Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, basically, for everybody who's not in Saudi, I think that's basically the attitude. Is that just like, whatever, they're just going back and they're doing the show again, you know. Any arguments that would have happened last year will just get, I guess, get resurfaced and probably just happen as quickly as they did last time. Because I feel like it was, yeah. it was a kind of minor squabble, but it wasn't that big, as far as WWE's involvement. But... Yeah, WWE tried to stay as like, yeah, and, and you know what? Honestly, I feel like they actually had a really good defense for part of why they were there. Obviously, some of it is bullshit because they have gone like that extra step in like making promotional packages to make it be like, hey, Saudi Arabia is fucking awesome. Look at all their progress. Yeah, they finally let women drive, even though they're like horribly regressive in all sorts of other ways that they treat women, etc. But, but from the standpoint of just the fact that like. Saudi Arabia has WWE fans, so, like, why wouldn't we go there and put on a show for them? It's like, okay, I can understand that. Yeah. But, yeah, you taking the extra mile and taking money from the Saudi prince to make him a nice little video package that he can try to sell other people and try to tell them that he's not running his country like a fucking gargantuan asshole is like, you shouldn't be doing that shit, dude. Like, I know the money's good, but you shouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> Like, killing people will get you good money, but that's not a good thing to do. Like, do I have to tell them, like, basic morality and shit? Like, ugh. Yeah. No, because all they care about is that stock price going up because they have all this guaranteed money coming in. But interestingly, mm-hmm. because of the uh, downturn in ratings, the stock price is actually going down. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very interesting to see kind of, like, how the whole AW war is actually, I guess that's, the, like, the more present affecting thing at this point like rather than the saudi bit although i think it's it's very revealing to see what their strategy is that they're focusing so much more on these international deals you know like they have the saudi deal right now where they're going over and doing those shows and getting a boatload of money there you know they have the nxt uk program that they had created there's rumors of nxt japan have you been hearing that stuff yeah they tried to buy was it noah or was it another? I, I think you're right. I think it was Noah. It was that or one of the other promotions over there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like their idea is just that that, yeah, whatever. America can start to decline as much as they want to watch us, even though I think there's always still going to be that steady fan base that will always at least turn to WWE because oh. it's still the biggest promotion. Therefore, it's just yeah, WWE's not going right. anywhere. Like. As far as like their long term, though, I feel like their focus is less on improving their current product and more just about how can we get this current product into more places. Yes, which like well, apparently that's sense. that's what's holding up that's what's holding up their uh, stock price right now is the um, uh, international mm-hmm. deals. 
Like, apparently some of those are coming due soon. Well, yeah, maybe they'll be able to even focus on that more now that they've kind of at least started the Fox deal and whatnot. I guess, who knows as far as how much, it's like, is it more work before that shit starts or is it more work during it starts? But, you know, now they've got SmackDown on Fox, they've got NXT and Raw on USA, and they're focusing more and more on their international stuff. It's it's very interesting. It's, it's very much becoming a lot of, like, you remember... At least I read about it because I wasn't a wrestling fan yet, but I I wonder if you ever heard rumors back then about like Shane's ideas and Vince's ideas about basically creating a global wrestling empire. Yeah, like they want a WWE like NX. They want an like an NXT in the UK, in Japan, mm-hmm. in India, and stuff like that. Places where like I don't think I don't think they're gonna have one in every single country, but. Mm-hmm. I think at least in all the areas of the world, so to speak. Right. Yeah, like all the different regions and stuff. And, like, I definitely think that they want to do, like, maybe on the network, but I think it would be smarter of them to do, like, an uh, WWE Japan, have it on there just for the Japanese audience. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, throw it up on the network later or something like that, but have it on their regular TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I think you're right. I think that it's try to get TV in all the different local areas and then still have the network for, like, the pay-per-view specials and stuff. So yeah. then, yeah, like, NXT Japan would regularly air on some sort of, like, Japanese TV channel. And then mm-hmm. same with, like, NXT UK or whatever. And then, yeah, everybody from all these different areas are all buying the network. So then they get, like, these different specials and you're getting cross-promotions, so then you'd be... You know, I figure they probably will eventually go to... um more of like a tiered network system so then like you know the bottom layer would be yeah you just get like shows from your local network area so like for us american fans you get like the regular pay-per-views but you wouldn't get like nxt uk and nxt japan stuff like that and then like the next tier up would be like maybe it's like the global package where you get the shows from everywhere yeah i could see them doing that and i think that could kind of make sense eventually too as far as just with how many different shows you'd be getting and whatnot, like the price difference could make sense. Because say it's like ten bucks versus twenty bucks a month, or ten versus fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting just to see the trajectory of how things are changing. Well, it's like not just them, but everybody's getting streaming services these days. It's like every channel has a streaming service too. Yeah, like, uh, I think it was The Office and stuff like that are going off of Netflix because NBC is going to have their own streaming. That, that I would really love to see those numbers. Like, right once The Office goes from Netflix to NBC, how many people cancel Netflix and how many people sign up for NBC Universal? Oh, I'm keeping Netflix but just watching the DVDs I have of The Office. Yeah. Like, it's it's gotten to that point where, like, I'm not getting any more streaming services like we're gonna get disney plus when it comes out and that's it yeah i think us too but yeah it's like i've been so much more focused on trying to like at some point get dvds of shit that's important because it's like with all the streaming service chaos it's like who knows what's gonna be where when and then who knows how much and guess what if my wi-fi goes down (laughs) and i still have electricity i can still watch the office there you go in the apocalypse you can still watch the office (laughs) yeah that's really the important thing. It's like, what can you still watch in the apocalypse? Maybe that'll be like the uh, the real hellscape. Is like the, the only thing you can watch is really bad WWE pay per views, like mid two thousands stuff. 
or late 2000s. So it's all John Cena era. <laughs> Every single one of them is just the uh, Cena wins LOL pay-per-view era. I was going to say Cena wins all the time. Oh, actually, you know what? Speaking of John Cena, I was actually thinking about him recently when I was looking through like the WWE roster of just like who's on what show and how things sort of shook out from the brand and like comparing their real star power versus just number of people compared to like AEW and things like that. I feel like they actually kind of need some more people, like really bad. Because WWE's in more trouble than I think they are, they realize. As far as like their lack of star power. And John Cena was making me think, because uh, was it WrestleMania this year or was it the year before? Where he came out and was basically like a heel on Elias. Uh, that was last year. Last year. So it's like, it's been a long ass time since he's been around. Like... And I feel like part of it was just obviously like, he's going to do acting, but I feel like it was also potentially an experiment to see just how well can WWE do without him. And I feel like if he came in as a really big heel, like an actual heel, he could really help, like, make shit a lot better. Yeah. Like, don't come back as traditional John Cena babyface. Come back as ruthless heel John Cena. Man, I feel like he could tear people up. Anyway, I feel like he would force the roster to step up and get better. Like, I feel like Roman Reigns wouldn't be able to hang anymore. No, and especially if he was going as the heel. Because he would do the... Like, it was this past WrestleMania, I just looked it Mm up. He came out as the Doctor of Thelganomics, his old character. And cut the heel thing on Elias. So, like... If he's if WWE's like letting him come in as that and let loose, no, like Rollins would Rollins would be destroyed, and so would Reigns. Yeah, man, he would just crush them. Yeah, Rollins, Reigns. I feel like the only people who maybe be able to stand up to them just because he's such a goddamn good performer, babyface, could be like Daniel Bryan. Because I feel like there's yeah he would there's some Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens maybe. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I think. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? What a, what a role reversal! Because when Kevin Owens first came in and he got his win on John Cena as the heel, and then now John Cena comes back as a heel to feud with Kevin Owens as a babyface. I feel like yeah, Owens would be one of the only people who could really keep up with him on the mic. Because you know Rollins and Reigns definitely could not at all. Definitely not Strowman, not Lesnar, not. Uh, I assume not Cain Velasquez. I don't know Spanish, so I don't know if he's good on the on the ring in Spanish or in the on the mic in Spanish. But I mean, he talks pretty good English. I don't know why they haven't put him on the mic more. Well, that's weird. Why are they not putting him on the mic? Like he he had a pretty good interview with uh, Sam Roberts about uh, Sam was interviewing about the AAA show where he debuted under the mask, mm-hmm. and he was talking about doing like the Hurricane Rana and stuff. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I should go and check that out then. Uh, let's see. Because I was also looking at, like, well, maybe we shouldn't go into Crown Jewel yet because I feel like we want to probably just end with those predictions and we can come back and talk about some other things first. Because um, as far as heel turns go and just how fucking effective they can be about sh- shaking up a program, just look at NXT. Finn Balor turning heel on Gargano, I think, is a good sign of things to come. What are your thoughts about uh, Finn Balor's heel turn? 
I thought it was great. I thought it brought his character new life, rejuvenation, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, I feel like people are interested in him a lot more than they have been recently. He's really... Yeah, there's a lot more intriguing mystery to his character. Like, why Gargano? And also, I'm wondering, too, like, do you think he's going to be the demon? At all, like, at, in in the heel role? Ooh, probably not, right? Because that's a very face thing. Yeah, like, people do like the demon. That's true. Although, I guess, like, maybe he would do a different version of the demon. Or maybe, yeah, maybe he would just piss people off by not being the demon. Hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think would be the better thing to do? If you were booking it. I don't. I think I would keep him away from the demon. Because I think that would be a babyface reaction from mm-hmm. the crowd. Yeah. And also, I feel like I would also want to keep him away from Undisputed Era. Like, I know that his heel turn happened while they were there. But I wouldn't want him to join up with them. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I feel like he shouldn't join up with them, at least. If he's going to join up with a group, maybe it should be the club. Like the OC? Yeah, but I just wonder, like, would they be coming down to NXT, or would he be going up to the main roster? Maybe neither. Maybe, or maybe, like, Gallus and Anderson could go back and forth or something. Yeah. But. They could use. Or hell, what even if, did you, if AJ Styles came down for, like, important matches or something, like, say Finn Balor has a takeover match, then maybe all three of them are there to help him out. Yeah, they don't have to be there all the time. That's very yeah. true. Because, like, you know, why not Like, why not have some of these factions be across different brands? Like, they're not just all people on one show. Like, I feel like if WWE were really smart, they would take advantage of the fact that they have so many shows, and they would be cross-pollinating them more often. But in, like, an intriguing way, not just, like, we randomly have people show up on other shows just to have them be there. But that like you have a faction like the OC for example that would have people from Raw because I think they're on Raw now but then you also have Finn Balor and NXT so then maybe every once in a while Finn Balor shows up on Raw because they need his help and the OC could show up in NXT because he needs their help and it's not just like oh uh, yeah, we're going to have the Street Profits just show up on Raw for like two months and just narrate what's happening and have backstage talks like but then they're also still in NXT for some but, reason. But I will say that when the Street Profits came out for that match, they were over with the crowd. And I think it's because they have been in front of the crowd for so long. I think it's just because Montez Ford is charismatic as fuck. And most people in that audience watch NXT. That's true. But I, I still think them doing those backstage segments helped with that reaction. I mean, I guess it helped a little bit as opposed to maybe just doing nothing. But, like, it probably would have been a lot more helpful if they had actually had some matches or maybe cut some promos about, like, who they are instead of just, I don't know. I feel like they were just always fucking around. But in a way that didn't even feel like proper Street Profits from NXT. Like, because they were always just, like, weirdly by themselves, I feel like, for the most part, from what I remember. Like, wouldn't it be Mm -hmm. more constructive to have them have a promo, like, interacting with somebody? And then showing off who their characters are by the association of how they react. You that or just having like the traditional kind of like video package and promos of explaining their characters instead of just 
like what they were doing which if correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like what they were always doing was just essentially like glorified announcing in the back and just talking about like oh man i'm so excited that the like braun Strowman and roman reigns match is going to be happening later tonight that's really cool isn't it and it's like who the fuck are these goobers talking about other people wrestling like but i think you're thinking too much like a hardcore fan like, I think the casual fan finds that entertaining. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not out of touch with, like, the mainstream fan, because, to be honest, I look down my nose upon them. But, they find that potentially entertaining? I mean, I guess maybe Montez Ford is just charismatic enough that he can make anything entertaining, but... Everybody has limits. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better that at least he's in the ring now. And honestly, I, do you think probably the other part of it too was people were trying to anticipate who the mystery partner was and people were just excited that it was Kevin Owens? Even though... Yeah, but they did it really weird. They did do that very weirdly. Like, with the whole, like, it's going to be a six-man tag, but then now no, it's not. And then Kevin Owens just kind of shows up later anyway. So, I, yeah. WWE confuses me. Well, then also, too, like, shit, also on their shows, like, Bray Wyatt already has his fucking compound back after Seth Rollins burned it down. And, apparently, the only casualty out of the thing, the little rambling rabbit guy, apparently Bray Wyatt can just resurrect them or something. But, you know, whatever, it's a puppet, so. I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel about any of this. Like, am I supposed to feel glad that Bray Wyatt brought back to life the dead rabbit? Or am I supposed to feel creeped out that he brought it back to life? I, I think it's supposed to be freaked out. I guess. I, I don't know. This whole this whole thing is just... You know, it's really sad because I feel like the Bray Wyatt character has... At different times gotten like a crazy amount of support from the audience. But then he gets booked into oblivion. And it's like going to happen again because you hear the audience. And while they're actively booing Seth Rollins... They're constantly cheering for Bray Wyatt. But I don't think it's going to last much longer. Because <laughs> I think they're already ruining this gimmick. I don't know. Where, where are you at with the whole Bray Wyatt saga? Well, the uh, playhouse is burned down. Yep. So. But now it's back. Like, he okay. already has it rebuilt. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like, do you think that the Bray Wyatt character is salvageable? Or do you, like, do you think it's been ruined yet? Like, do you still think it's workable? Because I feel like this, this feud has, like, done two really bad things. I'm going to explain exactly what they are. One was in that match at Hell in a Cell, with the amount of finishers that the heat that Seth Rollins beat, or that hit on Bray Wyatt, that he kicked out of, like, it was nonsense. And then how much he attacked Seth Rollins afterwards... He has been built up that, like, how the fuck can you actually legitimately build, beat, like, beat this guy? It's impossible. And then at the same time, with how much Seth Rollins has just, like, beaten the shit out of him backstage and, like, burned down his house and killed his friends. Like, he's also so fucking pathetic that, like, I don't know how I can get behind this guy. So, like, they've booked him into an unbeatable monster in ring-wise, but they've, like, killed his character out of ring. So I don't know what the fuck you do with him anymore. 
your comments. I I don't know either. Like they I think they've ruined the gimmick with that hell in a cell match. So Like if so if you were booking Bray Wyatt, what would you do? Uh I would have to have him come back and beat someone like worse something. Like more than Seth, basically. Like, do you think because they, they have the crown jewel match set up with him and uh, Seth Rollins, the one that uh, you know can't be stopped for any reason? I feel like Wyatt has to win that, otherwise he's just fucked, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like that might be one of the only ways they can try and fix his character at this point. I guess. And uh, and I'll. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it'll work. But also, at the same time, Seth Rollins is, like, killing himself online with how much he's just, like, shit-talking AEW and pissing people off. That, like, that combined with the really bad booking and storylines, like, I feel like Seth Rollins' uh, support is fading fast. As top babyface. It might be time to kind of turn him heel again. What do you think about Seth Rollins? Uh, he they need to do something with him because his biggest problem right now is that he had the bad the Hell in a Cell match. He has awful segments on Raw where he says and does stupid things. Yeah. So I just don't I don't know what to do with him. Maybe turn him heel. Maybe it's it turn Bray Wyatt babyface and turn Seth Rollins heel. Do a double uh, switch. Honestly, I don't think that's that crazy of an idea. I think a double turn could be good. Although, it's very interesting. Did you see what uh, Jim Ross had said back to uh, Seth Rollins about his recent uh, minor leagues comment to AEW? Uh, what was it, about drawing money or something like that? Uh, no, this is, this is really good. So, <laughs> to Jim Ross, I don't remember the exact full quote leading into this, but the, the zinger was that uh, Seth Rollins wishes he was as over as his girlfriend. <laughs> oh yes I, <laughs> I was like damn that's so fucking true but then that's also like isn't that almost kind of amazing that like Seth Rollins who is like at this point probably the most tone deaf person in WWE outside of Vince McMahon is in a relationship mm -hmm. with one of the most like in the know and like still very cool and gets it people on the roster Becky Lynch who is over as fuck with the audience especially with every attempt that she gets herself over with, like, Twitter and stuff like that. Like, how are they in a relationship? Like, how is so intelligent and emotionally, like, responsive and cool Becky Lynch in, in relationship with dumbass Seth Rollins? <laughs> I don't know, maybe I guess opposites tracked or something, right? Yeah, Maybe she so. likes that he's kind of an idiot. And he likes that she's so goddamn smart. But, like, why doesn't she help him? You know what? He, here's what they should do. He needs to surrender his phone to her and just be like, all right, I'm not allowed to do Twitter anymore. Becky, you have to do my Twitter for me, please. And then people <laughs> will love Seth Rollins again. <laughs> I think he didn't he delete his Twitter, or did he go back on that? Oh, my God. I, I think he just deleted a tweet or something. I don't think he... Did he delete his Twitter? That'd be fucking hilarious. I mean, I, I think possibly. That would be really funny. If, you know, if he did, that's probably a good move, though. Like, if he's not going to let somebody else do it, he needs to stop.
That's really funny. Uh, anyway, so we should should we move on to a uh, better topic? Should we talk about AEW for a little bit? Yes, we yes. should. Yes, we got the uh, the tur- tag tournament finals are set. Um, a couple other matches for full gear is set because uh, Young Bucks accepted the offer from Ortiz and Santana, right? Yes. Yep. And then we've got. Uh, I love this show off between Jericho and Cody. This was smart. On so many different levels. The only thing that I think that wasn't kind of smart, and it, it CM Punk kind of commented on this later, was that, like, I think AEW needs to focus on just keeping to do their own thing instead of needing to drop and mention WWE too much. And I feel like it was a little bit superfluous and silly for Cody to have to say, like, oh, well, you know, there's no invisible wall between me and you like the other company or that other place. Like... He didn't oh, need yeah. to say that. He could have just said, like, there's no wall between me and you. I can just come out there and kick your ass, you know? Although, on another sentiment, I guess it's kind of smart in that, like, the AEW fan base is definitely very anti-WWE. Would you agree? Yes. So then kind of having that moment for them to have that anti-WWE moment is, like, I guess cathartic. But I feel like it could bite them in the ass if they rely on it too much. But this segment was fucking awesome. What did you think of this whole confrontation? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it showed... Uh, one point you brought up before we started recording was uh, the Elite weren't involved. Mm-hmm. It was all like... It was good that it wasn't Elite, and then it was all guys that Cody has a connection with. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like this random ragtag group of people. Right. Right, it was his brother. It was MJF, who's his proclaimed best friend. It was uh, Dallas Page, who has been with Cody since day one on this AEW stuff. So, I'd maybe call him like his coach or something. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that was really cool to get see. Yeah, his own group of posse and just to show that I, I think they're committed to doing a different and smarter wrestling product because. You know, not to do what I was just saying they shouldn't do, but if this were WWE, Cody Rhodes would have just gone in by himself and fought all those guys and either kicked all their asses or they would have just done the, you know, beat him down as a cowardly bunch of heels thing. But instead, here in mm-hmm. AEW, he's like, oh, you've got four guys? Well, cool. I've got my guys. And now let's fight. Like, an actually way smarter way to call out a piece of shit who's trying to be, like... Like, the fact that, like, you know, Jericho was only, right, like, calling out Jericho because he knew he had the upper hand. And then right once he didn't have the upper hand anymore, he started acting like a coward. What a concept. Yeah. Like, what a fucking concept for actually writing a heel. I thought it was really excellent done, because then, yeah, they start retreating, trying to run away. They end up, like, locking themselves back behind that door. And then that doesn't work because, uh, you know, MJF lets Cody borrow the scarf. And he uses the scarf to punch through the glass without injuring himself. <laughs> like, smart shit. So that they can keep going. And then he had the, the big brawl between all the guys. And another fucking piece of nice little kudos. I like that the heels actually kind of got beat up. In that brawl. Like, I I hate how, like, oh my, every time that there's just, like, a group fight, I feel like usually it's like, oh, the heels just get the advantage because of numbers game somehow. But this is just like, no. Yeah. Like, fuck it. The faces beat their asses and they're running away. 
which also I feel like makes sense for then, uh, I assume next week or some other time soon, Jake Hager will come back and uh, be that ace in the hole that helps them re-even the odds or uneven them, I guess. And did you hear they were, the inner circle was at his fight last night? I did. I heard that, uh, what was all of them except for Jericho or was Jericho there too? Oh, I, I just heard that the inner circle was going to be there, mm-hmm. so... And did you hear how uh, did you hear how his fight ended? Yeah, hit the guy in the nuts too many yep, times. Hit the guy in the nuts too many fucking times, and they had to throw it out as a no contest. Which I'm sure probably in reality was like he wasn't trying to do that shit. Like, but from the brief article I'd read, they they deemed it as just shit happens. But it happened too much. They had yeah. to throw out the fight. Yeah, the yeah exactly. The guy couldn't uh, continue. But the ref said he felt that the hits were unintentional. Right. So, but I feel like it would be really smart for them in AEW when he comes back for them to replay it as them being intentional, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, because I can hear Jericho now. It's like, yeah, you know what? My man Jake Hager went in there with whatever the fuck the other guy's name was, and need him in the balls over and over again. And the ref <laughs> said he couldn't continue. He wasn't man enough to keep fighting my guy, Jake Hager. Like, something like that, you know? <laughs> to try and sell it like it's not a cowardly thing to do, but just that the other guy isn't, like, bad enough to keep going because he keeps getting needed yeah. in the balls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to continue no, I'm, either. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against him. I just, it's just a funny situation. Because, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of MMA or anything, so just when I went to go look at that, just because it was related to AEW stuff, I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of weird. That's kind of funny, though." Then <laughs> <laughs> it's like this match ended because there were too many nut shots. However, we're not going to penalize the guy who was doing the nut shots because to us it seemed unintentional. And I'm just like, "All right, whatever. <laughs> you do you, man. I'll keep watching pro wrestling, where we do nut shots on purpose." <laughs> oh god, and. But the guy actually doesn't get hit in the nuts, whereas this time... The guy yes. <laughs> yeah, there's no actual nut damage here. Unless somebody botches, but, you know. Uh, and then we've got, let's see, the other thing that was really cool, I thought, this week in AEW, of course, was Moxley and Pac. Um, I think they're... I don't know, what do you think about their rivalry? I think it's very interesting. Uh, it is. And it's going to continue, I guess, but... What's weird is Moxley's already like feuding with Omega, so is Pac gonna? Is it gonna be like a three-way feud now? Uh, you know what? Actually, that maybe they will how it develops because I feel like all three of these guys, right? They are sort of all feuding with each other at this point. So, it'll also be interesting just to see how things kind of develop in AEW as far as how committed they are to people having just one feud at a time or multiple feuds at times. Multiple feuds at a time is okay as long as you keep it logical. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not just like this guy's feuding with everybody else on the roster. Right. Yeah, just, yeah, just can't you can't have crazy shit like that where everybody's just feuding with everybody all the time. But right, like it, it, it almost makes more sense, right, for people to be occasionally feuding with maybe two or even three people instead of just everybody has like one feud because that's like even more contrived yeah. than everybody feuding with everybody too. Hmm. It's, it's very interesting to see the dynamic here, especially because, at least as far as like the face and heel dynamics, especially in this little three-way, it's very interesting because of uh, you know Moxley being such a clear 
I love that he is so tweener. <laughs> that, like, he's he's doing enough things as far as, like, breaking the rules. Because this is the other thing I fucking love is the fact that AEW actually has rules that matter allows a character like John Moxley to exist. Because you have so many other babyfaces who are actually following the rules that then here's a guy who is still cool and people like, even though he's sometimes fighting against the guys you like, but he also does heelish bad things against the guys you don't like. So he's a wild card. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an actual, genuine wild card. And there hasn't been a guy like that in WWE since, like, Stone Cold, basically. For, like, yeah. genuinely, like, you don't really know what he's going to do next. Because he plays by his own rules instead of playing by, like, here's the face handbook and here's the heel handbook. Yeah, because that's how WWE does it and we see how their their product is turning yeah. out exactly and it'll be interesting to see like to continue to see like what other variations they do here in AEW because another variation I really like is that while Jericho is kind of that more at least as far as how we're thinking of things right now in WWE's terms traditional cowardly heel who surrounds himself with a bunch of goons but then you've got a guy like Pac who is also a complete heel and he is not a coward he doesn't cheat and he's a real asshole. But he can also, like, win matches legitimately. Like, he's, yeah, he's one of the strongest competitors on the roster. But he's still a heel. Yeah, he takes it seriously. Yeah, he, ta- he, he takes it too seriously, right? Yeah. So, I fucking love that, too. I like the, the depth of characters in their roster. And, uh, yeah, we've got full gears coming up. What is it? November 9th, I want to say? It's pretty soon. Uh, like yes. Maybe another week or two. It is a week from next Saturday. So two two weeks from today. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see their first pay-per-view now that they've had a couple weeks of TV. You know, because like before it was always just like the kind of like isolated big events. But then now it's like a culmination event, right? So, mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see that, and yeah. I don't know. I'm really digging AEW. So it's still really early, but I like AEW. What do you What do you think overall? What are your impressions of All Elite? Uh, I'm liking it so far. And I think it's entertaining each week. Like, that's the one I look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. Each week. Like, that's the one that... I'm not DVRing, I'm watching live as much as I can. Yeah, and it's so do you think that it's equally because of the storylines that they're doing and the wrestling they're doing, or do you think it's mostly because it's just new? Probably because it's just new and it, it is good um, storylines and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. Yeah, little, little column A, little column B. Yeah. I would agree, because there is a part of me that's like, well, it's just new, and it's always cool to watch new stuff. Because also, like, on the other end of new, we've got NWA coming in, and that's new, and that's exciting. But it's also different. It's very different. And it's exciting for different reasons, but... Yeah, actually, like, I'm... Hmm. Out of the two new shows, like, I guess you would say, like, you would prefer AEW over uh, NWA Power at the moment. Uh, NWA Power is good. Um, I think the reason I might put AEW over that is just because of the bigger feel mm-hmm. but that's basically it like 
NW Power, I love. It's short, sweet, to the point, and I'm never sitting there going like, what the fuck? Except for maybe Colt Cabana. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Although, as I was actually asking that question, I feel like it's actually an unfair question to ask, because I feel like uh, the type of pro wrestling that they're doing is so different that it would almost be like me asking you, what's a better movie, Anchorman or Saving Private Ryan? And it's like, they're totally <laughs> different types of fucking movies. Like, how do you even have that conversation? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's too great. <laughs> it's like, I feel like NWA is like really great, sort of like serious, gritty, like every detail matters. And then, you know, AEW is very much like in the moment now. Like, so NWA is the perfect sort of like, uh, like a nod to the past. And AEW is like the current and the future. As far as, like, we're just yeah. trying crazy new shit. We're going to have all sorts of different acts. Very diverse sorts of, like, wrestlers. Because NWA is not diverse at all by comparison to AEW. As far as, like, the types of <laughs> acts you're getting. Because, like, there, dude, there's so many people in NWA. And it's almost starting to grate on me how much the babyface, like, ethic of NWA is. That it's like, oh, I don't want to be one of these young, flippy-dippy guys. I'm a old, straight-shooting man. You know, I'm a real man. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, you old boomer. Like, how about you do something cool instead of just talking about how you're fucking old and you're a, you're a real man because you don't have, like, toned muscles. <laughs> because you have flabby-ass old dad muscles. It's like, all right, I get it. So, but that's like, I guess that's the Atlanta crowd. I don't know. They got to play to their audience, right? Yeah, but I do love it. Like it's, it's it's a very cool sort of time warp. It's like not exactly as insane as remember when um, WWE was making the Southpaw regional wrestling. Yes, dude. The the commercials for NWA Power remind me so yes. much of that. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest like best of both worlds crossover? You have like a commercial for Southpaw in an NWA episode. <laughs> Now, did you hear uh, Dave Lagana gave an interview where he said they were in talks with WWE to broadcast NWA Power on the network? Huh. That would have been interesting. Actually, yeah, WWE, WWE just wants to get everything, so... So, like, do you... Who turned that down as far as, like, which side do you think? Like, do you think that was more so Billy <sighs> he Corbin and NWA specific. rejecting, like, not enough money? I think it was probably a little bit of both on both sides. It probably was, like... Not enough money for MWA, and then WWE might have been like, we want to have more control or something mm. along those lines, I can imagine. Yeah. That's just me guessing, though. He did, Dave Lagana didn't say anything in the interview. He just, that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, Vince and WWE definitely want to own that kind of a thing. But I feel like Billy Corrigan's motivation for buying it was so motivated around that he actually wants to legitimately revive the NWA. That, like, unless yeah. there was going to be guaranteed good creative, like, he either, either he's still in control or somebody who's not Vince, that he wouldn't sell it. Yeah. And you got to remember, this is also Billy Corgan coming off of a really bad control battle with uh, TNA. Yes, that too. So that, so he's probably very hesitant to get into any kind of deal yeah. with a big company like that. That's a like good that. call. I totally forgot about that a couple of years ago. But, yeah, now you're reminding me. Yep. Mm -hmm. That makes even more sense where he's just like, nope. Yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> I'm having deja vu. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you guys. <laughs> um, but w one thing on NWA I just have yes. to comment on is just, like, 
how much they get out of such a small budget. Mm-hmm. Like that just proves that anyone can get like a wrestling show going if you just like are smart about how to do things. Yeah, you know, it's it's about properly utilizing the resources and the wrestlers that you have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like apparently NWA Power only has like maybe ten people on their production staff. Wow, really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's that's really impressive. But it's like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like like yeah, that's but that's all they can afford. Yeah. They're not going out and getting everybody they possibly can because then that would use up their resources. Same thing goes for like um MLW. Uh Court Bauer was on Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. podcast this week and talked about like making smart choices for his company, which was like apparently they've had two offers so far mm-hmm. on doing a video game and he was just like, "Nope, we're not ready yet." Smart and Chris was like, oh, why would you like turn something like that down? And the one he said, I think the money was bad. And the other one was, he was like, it just looked like a bad game. Mm-hmm. He was like, and so I didn't want that, like, uh, what's it? Like, dirtying his product, so yeah. to speak. Like, Which, oh, speaking of video games, have you heard about the new WWE game? Yeah, because uh, oh, they, they issued, like, a public apology. Sony, uh, so I don't know about WWE releasing a public apology. Sony is refunding all oh their God, games they're refunding it and oh, edge shit. it has vowed that he will help because some people ordered like the special editions that should have edge's autograph and they didn't have it <laughs> so edge was like i'll make that right yeah. like on his own twitter he was like i will <laughs> i will yeah. fix well, this Edge is a fucking cool guy so yeah yeah but it's so like i i so i'll look up now to see if wwe has said oh anything God. yeah because uh, i feel like the the thing I'd seen was like WWE was like, we're really sorry, we're gonna fix this, we're gonna like release a patch that will fix it. But that's crazy, like they're actually refunding from uh, Sony. Sony, yeah, Sony was wow, yeah. So I don't know about Xbox and Nintendo and stuff. Damn that, that's crazy. I mean, I haven't looked into it too much, but I just I'd seen a bunch of like video links and headlines, and, like everybody's like shitting on this game so hard from the bugs and things like that in it so yeah there's like videos of people like purposely trying to find all the bugs out. <laughs> man well i mean that's what happens um, like uh the statement the statement came from wwe 2k20 not from wwe itself ah uh, okay okay so basically 2k20 was like hey we're gonna fix this like <laughs> please we'll fix it two weeks before they have an initial patch oh my god that's like that is such an annoying standard that, like, the video game industry just has and gets away with now. That they just constantly release games that don't fucking work. And they're like, oh, we'll just patch it later. We'll just, we'll sell you a broken game. With the promise that we'll fix it later. And sometimes it happens, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, oh my god, like, not that this is only a brief sidetrack, but, like, did you ever hear about the whole Fallout 76 fiasco? No. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not even going to go into. So but like, if you I... want, at some point, to look at like the absolute end, like of the hilarious, like this is a video game company just shitting on its audience. The Fallout seventy six story is amazing. Like, yeah, I won't even say anything more. Just like, I like, I can't even. There are still elements of that story. Like, I don't even believe it. Like, I can't believe they did that shit. As far as like, you're talking about like. Not in-game story, right? You're talking about like no, no, no. like the way between the, the, the company fans. treated its fans, based on like they they pre-ordered okay. this game that like didn't work. They like lied about the things that were in like the pre-order packages. 
and then like basically just did like giant fuck you apologies like it's really insane like snarky ass basically just like fuck you you're dumb enough to buy our shit apologies <laughs> it's like oh my god what is wrong with these people capitalism yeah. that's what's wrong well they they got it in the ass pretty hard too because eventually their, their uh, prices for that game dropped so bad that at some places they were just giving them away for free like if you bought something else at a game store then just like here you go you also get a copy of this game if you want it because nobody wants it anymore <laughs> but anyway speaking of things that people don't want uh should we do predictions for crown jewel yeah <laughs> let's finish strong finish strong all right, let's see. I'm just going to go over the card really quick. Uh, do you have it pulled up somewhere? Uh, yes, I have okay. it Okay, because according to what I had seen, uh, we have the WWE title match between Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. We have mm -hmm. the singles match between Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. The Correct. universal title match uh, that is falls count anywhere and can't be stopped for any reason, Seth Rollins <laughs> versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, the Team Flair versus Team Hogan match, which is yep. like, should be happening at Survivor Series, but whatever. Uh, Cesaro versus Mansoor, who is the, the guy from yep. Saudi, right? Okay. Yep. Then we've got a giant tag team turmoil match with like, yeah, nine like teams. every fucking team they have to crown, crown the, uh, quote, best tag team in the world or something? Uh, the WWE World Cup, they're the calling WWE it. WWE World Cup. Okay. Uh, eight. Not as good as the actual world. No, not by any stretch. Uh, then we've got the number one contenders match, uh, Battle Royal for the U.S. title. And yeah. the winner of that gets match against AJ Styles for the title that same night. That, yes. Is there anything I'm missing? Nope, I think you got everything. That was. Do you have eight matches do. down? That is eight. Okay, okay. It's your pick. All right, uh, I'm gonna try the WB, the 20 man to battle royal. I'm saying, wow, because they don't have, going very ballsy. They don't have a single person listed. Yeah, for this, by the I way. was trying to think about that match earlier, and I was like, I don't even know who the <laughs> fuck is in this thing. Uh, I'm gonna go with I think Seth Rollins retains over the Fiend Bray Wyatt because from how they've been writing Bray Wyatt, I don't see a chance in hell that he wins. Maybe it's exactly in hell where he has the chance. Oh wait. That already happened. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, Bray Wyatt really needs this, man. And honestly, I think <laughs> in some respect, maybe Seth Rollins needs to lose even more than Bray Wyatt needs to win. Like, we need to give some sort of sympathy back to this guy because he's just such an arrogant piece of shit right now. And everybody hates Seth Rollins, but... I don't know, maybe, maybe the Saudi crowd doesn't hate him. Maybe when he goes there, he'll be cheered. What if that was the plan all along? <laughs> they knew that people were going to cheer Bray Wyatt, so they did a stupid fuck finish that they thought would work for some reason, just so that they, they could do the actual feud finisher here in Saudi Arabia instead, where people aren't going to give a shit about the fact that Seth Rollins is shitting all over AW and being just like an annoying douchebag, so that he'll actually get cheered when he beats Bray Wyatt. And they'll probably boo Bray Wyatt because he's just, like, a weird demon monster to them. He's not, like, an interesting, cool, like, subversive character to them. WWE, you mad genius. You strike again. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. 
I'm trying to assign any level of intelligence to this feud. It's, it's a struggle. Hmm, okay. Which match am I going to go for? It's really weird because I feel like every match on this card is either insanely obvious or insanely not obvious. As far as who's winning. Oh yeah, it's it goes back and forth. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Tyson Fury over Braun Strowman because that's smart. Poor Braun, because Braun can take it though. Yeah, I I don't think that he'll be nearly as fucked as other people have been with like the weird celebrity comes in and beats up a guy, especially because at least in this case, the celebrity is a giant boxer. You know. Yeah, who's legit like knocks people out yeah. and stuff and and what is what are they calling him? He's the lineal champion or I think so like yes that? the the lineal heavyweight champion or something yeah which like if if i remember the distinction for how lineal quote-unquote champions work is that it's the person who has uh like if you were to treat this sport in the way that like it's directly whoever has the championship if they lose to somebody even if it's a non-title match but it's just a straight fight then that person would be the yeah. champion and it's always following that rule yeah. set that it's like single matches, whoever wins the single match, they are the current champion and following that person. Dude, holy shit. He has, I'm looking at his record, he has one draw and all the rest are wins. And he's <laughs> had 30 matches. Holy shit, he's had 30 matches? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Who is this guy? <laughs> one draw? Uh, and then, wait, get this. <laughs> 20, he won by knockout. 9, he won by decision. Oh my, Jesus. Wow. How have I never heard of this guy before this? Because we're not boxing fans. I mean, I'm a little bit of a fan, but I guess, like, I'm, I'm like, the main, main event. Like, like, I, I, I know, like, Floyd Mather and yeah. stuff like that, but, dude, holy shit. <laughs> you know, it's probably because he's a gypsy. They're keeping him down, right? Because doesn't he like the Gypsy yeah. King or something? <laughs> I guess so. But dude, his latest one, he just won too. is September 14th of this year. Damn, that's really recent. I mean, shit, I mean, when he just kills people, it's like, how much do you need to rest between fights? You know, when you're not getting beat up, you're just killing the other guy. <laughs> wow, that is really impressive. Yeah, I, yeah, he's just going to crush Braun Strowman. Yeah, holy dude. And then the, the match before that was June. Huh. So he boxed in June and then went back in September. Holy shit. <laughs> what a guy. Do you, do you think they're going to shoot at all in this fight, or do you think it's just going to be 100% choreographed ahead of time? I think it's 100% choreographed, because I think um, I mean, think they may call some stuff mm -hmm. in the ring, but I think it sounds like he's a huge... Another Sam Roberts interviewed mm -hmm. him as well, and um, he's a huge WWE fan. So he was like talking about how long he's been watching and stuff mm -hmm. like that and he's super into it so you know what i will say this too because I, I haven't uh you know watched every word for word but the things that i have seen in as far as like his interactions leading up to this i like that he's one of the guys who doesn't shit on pro wrestling as part of his story against a pro wrestler because yeah. i feel like that happens a lot yeah like uh floyd was like mm -hmm. that like i'm the boxer you're the wrestler i'm gonna beat you because my thing is not that he said fake or anything, but you, I know right. what you mean. Whereas, like, Tyson is just, like, bronze big and has some hands. I've got some hands. Let's do yeah. this. And also, I really liked it, too, that uh, 
at least from what I can remember from the story, he was saying that like his kids watch, and they've been talking about Braun, and that's part of why he's come in and be like, oh well, there's this big tough guy. Well, I guess I got to go fight him. Yeah. So that it's kind of like almost the opposite end of just like trying to disrespect. It's like he actually respects it and shows that like you know his family cares about it and things like that. It's not just like some shitty thing to do that he's getting paid to come kick some guy's ass who's not a real fighter. Yeah. Like, I like it. Comparatively to other... So, we'll see how the match... Is. I don't know if I'll actually bother watching Crown Jewel. I'll probably <laughs> end up going back and watching some highlights and stuff, but at the very least, I'll definitely watch this full match just because I'm curious as to how they're going to play it out. Well, you're going to have to keep pausing it, right? Because uh, do you guys get a lot of trick-or-treaters? Because it's all on Halloween, so... Or it's during the day, though, right? It is during the day. You're right. Yeah. I'll just I'll just put a needle on my uh, doorbell. It's a somebody tries to knock on it or push my doorbell, they'll just get stabbed and they'll go away. <laughs> Don't disturb me. <laughs> you're not you're not hiding your needles in the candy. <laughs> you're just putting it straight. Even better idea. Although then I have to like deal with the kids and they might see my face. That could create problems. But if it's just an anonymous stabbing that they can't blame anybody on. It, do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters, though? Because you're in an apartment complex, right? Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember if we had... Well, because I'm also, like... I go out of my way to avoid people sometimes. So I'm trying to remember. I think I probably, <laughs> like, just wasn't here last year. Because I just didn't want to okay. deal with it. Be- we were surprised because, Aaron, like, we're in the condo. And so, you, like, you walk up to our porch and you've got two doors yeah. right there. And granted, our neighbor isn't coming down because she's mm-hmm. older. But still, like, like, right next door, you've got... Uh, to us, there's like a young guy that lives upstairs. Mm-hmm. So like, if you knock on both of those doors, you're getting someone. Right. But we didn't get a lot of kids. And we were like, dude, you guys got to be smart about where you go. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like an apartment complex would be really smart, right? Because there's so many, or like condos and things like that. There's a lot of doors very close to each other. Yeah, it's all about hitting that number of doors. Well, and yeah. then also too, like if you can find a good rich neighborhood, then usually they'll give you like big king size candy bars and shit. Oh, that's right across the street from us. So that's what we don't like. Like, yeah, hit us for the quantity. Hit them for the quality. Yeah, there you like, go. You should put a little sign to advise the trick-or-treaters this year. Like, one arrow pointing towards your guys. Like, like, quantity. The other way, quality. <laughs> uh, but so for my trick-or-treat, I'm going to pick uh, Brock Lesnar to retain over Cain Velasquez. Wow. Though I don't think it's going to be a straight retain. Well, cause okay, they, so you I, think it's going to be like a fuck finish, like a DQ? I think so, right? Because you can't have Kane win the title right away. You can. I don't think. You need you to. You can. I don't think they will. They must. <laughs> to get it off of Lesnar. No, no, but no. But I don't think... To sell Kane. Because... Yeah, so that's what I'm... He needs it. See, you think that the only way to do this is to have oh, Kane yeah. win? Oh, yeah. Kane has to win. You don't think any kind of, any kind of fuck finish to have Brock retain? I mean, they can do it. Like, they have that the power. But I think if they, <laughs> I mean, that's your two. That's your two options, right? It's either Kane wins. No, no, no. Or if if the goal of this, because they, I'm sure they dropped a lot of money on getting Kane Velasquez to sign a deal, right? Oh yeah, he was in a bidding war with AEW. So if you want Kane to be worth anything, he needs to beat Brock right away. Because the the promise of like. He gave Brock Lesnar a scar one time. Is only going to be good for so long, and it's been perfect in the feud right now, leading up to the fact that like you know for 
the WWE audience, they've been looking at Brock Lesnar as, like, really, bottom line, the hardest guy to beat in WWE since he beat Undertaker. Yeah. And Kane has already been brought in, and the story is he's the one who put the scar on Lesnar's face. So then if he fucking loses to Lesnar, then it's like, well, sucks to be you. You're just another guy now. But if he beats him, then, oh, okay. Well, now we see why he put the scar there. And also, I think as far as, like, Lesnar's mystique, he's lost to too many people now to not also lose to Kane. Because, like, he's lost to Goldberg, he's lost to Reigns, he's lost to Rollins multiple times. Like, if he doesn't lose to Kane, then it's kind of like, oh, well, Kane sort of sucks compared to all those guys. Because Rollins yeah. is the champion still right now from when he beat Brock Lesnar. You know? So then if all of a sudden Kane can't beat him, it's like, well, then Rollins is better than Kane. So I think Kane has to win. Even more than Bray Wyatt has to win, Kane has to win. Hmm. Because if they do fuck finish now, they're clearly already setting up a tag match between Kane and Rey Mysterio versus Lester and Shelton Benjamin, right? And when yeah. is that supposed to take place? Like maybe Survivor Series? Or do we have like a... I guess so, right? Or is it supposed to be like on TV before then? But... I don't think it could be, right? Because aren't Lesnar and Kane supposed to be on opposite shows? But then again, I don't know how much they're going to care about actual brand split anymore. So, I would guess it's Survivor Series is probably when they do the match. And I feel like if Kane didn't win, then... I don't know. That match just wouldn't be as intriguing. Because then Kane would have to win in that match. To even just try and prove that he would deserve a rematch against Brock. And you're already holding up the title picture at that point. But then again, that's probably what they're going to do. Is they're just going to be Kane and Lesnar all the way to WrestleMania, so. Yeah, because I don't know what who else you... Because well, I feel like the way you should do it is like, you know, Kane takes out Lesnar. Lesnar just goes away for a while. Like, maybe you don't even have Lesnar at WrestleMania this year. Or maybe he comes back and fights somebody else or whatever. I don't care. But have Kane keep the title to WrestleMania and have Kane fight somebody else. I feel like that's a smarter idea. Because if, if you just keep doing it Kane is. and Lesnar over and over again until WrestleMania, that match is going to get burned out by the time you get there. Probably. I mean, I feel like the match is almost burned out now because <laughs> I don't know what you do. Yeah. Right? Because they've built up Kane so much. Mm-hmm. And he's going up against Lesnar already for the title. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so Kane has to win. Kane has to win or it's a fuck finish and then you've got a bigger hill to climb the rest yeah. of the feud. Well, because then, yeah, then otherwise it's just delaying the inevitable. Because the way that this has to feud, this feud has to progress is that Kane has to beat Lesnar. Like, that has to happen. Yeah. If that doesn't point. happen, they yeah. booked it wrong. Period. No question about it. Kane has to beat Lesnar. The only question is, does he do it on the first try, or does he get delayed a little bit with the fuck finish, and then we get the gratification there? Like at Royal Rumble, maybe? I don't know, because like if they do the tag match at Survivor Series, then, you know, of course, Brock Lesnar has to go in hibernation for a little while until the next major pay-per-view. So, I guess it would be at Royal Rumble. Because you sure as shit know it's not going to happen at, like, TLC or whatever the fuck they have in December. Yeah. 
but yeah, I don't know. But this this is the thing, right? WWE is fucking stupid. So they probably will have Lesnar retain because they don't understand what the hell they're doing. So, yep. Good call on your part. <laughs> because we're not we're not predicting just, what should like, happen. Right? We're predicting what will Vince decide to do. But like, I don't like a big guy coming in and beating like your big champion just right away on the first shot is just crazy to me. With like very little build up. But like they already they already do have some build up. They have history. The fact that Kane has beaten Lesnar before. That's he left true. A scar there, and love that they brought up the scar. Yeah, I did really enjoy that. And the, the other continuity unfortunate point is just the fact that like Lesnar has lost some of his mystique. Like being yeah. Lesnar doesn't He's definitely mean not as much big. as it used to. At least, especially not for somebody with like outside credibility with Kane. Like it would have meant the fucking world if Kofi had beat Brock Lesnar. Like holy <laughs> shit, that would have meant so much. But, like, you know, for Kane to beat him, it's like, Kane, like, should beat him. Yeah. Because if he does, I like, I can't get out of my head the fact, like, if he doesn't, like, Seth Rollins handily beat Brock Lesnar. Twice. The mm-hmm. last time that he beat him was in Saudi, too. Right? Because it was the rematch after WrestleMania, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, but that's, I don't know. Maybe that'll be bad for have Brock Lesnar lose twice in Saudi Arabia. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Our most valuable client, Brock Lesnar. <gasps> it well, I think it also depends on what the Saudis want to see too, right? Hey, we well, you know what? They're brown. Kane is brown, so they want him over Whitey <laughs> oh Lesnar. There you go. Holy More shit. evidence. Kane must win. <laughs> but isn't that even part of Kane's specific thing? He's like, I have like brown power or whatever. Or brown pride? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Damn. Kill shot. Next match. Uh, okay. Let's... <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to go for the other obvious one. Um, Mansoor is definitely going to beat Cesaro. Uh, oh, what do you mean? Like, Cesaro, he wasn't drafted. He's so valuable, right? Like... Cesaro, the most valuable jobber in all of WWE. Yeah, uh... Yeah, obviously. They put this guy in a singles match. Although, I like that it's a good follow-up, right? Because didn't he win some sort of battle royal, I think, the last time? So then it's like, okay, now you get like a more important match this time. And then here... Uh, yeah. So now he gets, I guess, like a one-on-one, yeah, right? Yeah, like a singles match here, and then he'll obviously win. And then uh, maybe next time you'll get like a mid-card title match or something. I don't know. I could see that happening. Would it, oh, would it make more... Well, I guess they don't want to see him lose. But I was going to say, wouldn't it make more sense to have Mansoor in that Battle Royal? Have him win that. I know he's already mm-hmm. won one, but still. But then get, like, a really good titles match. Really good title match against AJ. Yeah, yeah, like, have a match against AJ Styles there. Where he doesn't... Maybe doesn't mm-hmm. win, but AJ can make him look amazing. Right, and then obviously you have the excuse, too, of, like, well, he just won a Battle Royal. Like, he's tired going into this match. And you could even play exactly. it further if you had this like the title oh, match that would be, right afterwards. There would be so much heat on AJ with that crowd too, yep. right? Like, yeah, he just he just won a battle royal, and now you're like, oh yeah, have AJ come out and challenge him like right after the yep. battle royal. Oh, that would have been so much better. Yeah, so that would have been a good way to do it. But too. he's gonna have a great match with Cesaro. So <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. I, 
the only thing I guess maybe problem of maybe why they didn't do that is probably because Mansoor is still very new. So maybe having him do two matches in one night would be like asking too much of him. Yeah, he's still. I mean, he hasn't debuted on NXT yet, even right. Yeah, I so, don't think I've seen him on NXT yet. So he, he's just been down mm-hmm. in the performance. The PC, center, so. as it were. So then, yeah, putting him yep. in, in, you know, in the ring with a fucking wizard like Cesaro, like if you can't get a good match with Cesaro, you can't get a good match. <laughs> so yeah. this will hopefully be like a really good, nice showcase for him to, yeah, get a good singles win. Yeah, and obviously play to the hometown crowd. Although, it, isn't it funny that, like, only in Saudi Arabia does WWE understand how to book to the home crowd? It's like, only yeah. here will we let the hometown people win. Everywhere else, you always oh, lose. Uh, AEW, they didn't they didn't beat Britt Br- Br- Wow, they didn't, they didn't Br- beat Britt Br- Br- Baker. Yeah. That's, that's fucking really hard to say. Like, you don't think about it. Yeah, that. beat Britt Baker. Beat Britt Br- <laughs> Br- Baker. Right? Huh? You can't beat Britt Baker in your hometown. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to add some other I was thinking words. about it, but I was like, ah, I don't Jim, have any good ones right now. So, Jim Cornette's really good at that. <laughs> On his yeah. podcast, he'll, be, he'll like, just do a whole bunch of alliteration and like have mm. no problem. Well, he's he's a master. But, uh... uh Let's see, what are you, what are you taking next? <laughs> but, um, I'm going to have the Viking Raiders win the nine-team tag team match. Okay. They're out of all of those tag teams. So, do you have a list up of who's in it? I I do. If uh, hopefully this is accurate, okay. we've got New Day, the Viking Raiders. Yep. Heavy Machinery. Yep. Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Revival, mm-hmm. the OC, uh-huh. uh, Ziggler and Rude, also known as Rudolph, and the B team. <laughs> yes. Whew. So, out of all of those, my thinking is is that the Viking Raiders have been the most pushed mm-hmm. right like they have a win over the oc recently and they're are they the um, raw champions think... right now because they they just beat rudolph i think the other week i think the viking raiders are the raw champions no it was a non-title match so they're getting a title match I believe. no i think they won the titles i think the viking raiders are the raw tag team champions right now i could be wrong but i think they are <laughs> yep you're totally right <laughs> It's like, who the fuck has any of these belts anymore? WWE champions. <laughs> Let's look that up. So they are, they are the champions. Wait, but yeah, like, who are the SmackDown tag team champions? Um, Who the fuck is on SmackDown? It's like... Hold on. That's a better question. Is it, um... Is it... Uh, we've got, let's see. So Universal Champion is Seth yep. Rollins. Uh, We've got women's uh wwe champion is brock yep. lesnar women raw women's champion is becky smackdown women's yep. is bailey women's tag team is the kabuki warriors mm-hmm. raw tag team viking raiders smackdown tag team is the revival who are also oh, that's match. right there okay it is the revival uh intercontinental is shinsuke mm-hmm. the united states is aj 24 7 champion is the truth is our truth and yeah that's it um did you see the crazy stat about AJ Styles being a champion? No. What, what is the what is the stat? With his current reign as U- U.S. Mm-hmm. champion, he has now been champion. He's been a champion. So either mm-hmm. U.S., WWE, all that stuff, for more than half of his WWE career. 
Nice. So then he's been champion more days than he's not been a champion. He, correct. And that's the first time that's happened, I think, ever. It is the first time now. Although, if you will have the memory of an elephant, you will recall. Several years ago, I think at some point, I had pointed out a similar fact about Kevin Owens. Who I'm sure probably really? is not... I don't think that's true for him anymore. But it used to be. It used okay. to be true for Kevin Owens. For a couple of years. But Okay. Yeah, it's probably not anymore. But then, yeah, I guess AJ Styles would probably be the only person currently. I mean, before that, the only... Like, Bruno, right? Oh, Just yeah. because he was champion for years. Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> that's insurmountable. But, like... I, I don't even think, like, Hogan has that kind of a record, right? Because mm-hmm. he had those long stretches where he wasn't. Right. And, the, and there weren't as many so... other titles for him to get. So it's not oh, like yeah, he could, yeah, you yeah. know, not have the world title and then just... You can't, the yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles is better than Hogan <laughs> because... <laughs> Definitive proof Styles... Well, I mean, in our eyes, you know, maybe Styles is better than Hogan. <laughs> I prefer Styles to Hogan. And I don't even say just current Hogan. Like, I will take Styles... At any period over Hogan, any period. Yes, but I think what like what my argument yeah, yeah. is about that, like the joke came from, is that Hogan brought wrestling into the mainstream, right. which is something that yeah. like, like only Austin can go after Hogan for that, right? Like, yeah, yeah only like Austin and maybe The Rock, but even yeah. more more so Austin though. Yeah, that's crazy. Just to think about like the the effect of some people on the industry. Um. But anyway, to go back to this completely meaningless tag team uh, World Cup, let's see if that if not the Viking Raiders, you know I'm gonna go for New Day. Maybe they'll they'll throw Kofi a bone after like stealing his world title from him, and let him and Biggie win something. Ooh, which reminds me, yeah. uh, something I had sent you. I found a, a genius Reddit comment. So somebody <laughs> had uh, the genius element or genius moment to put together the fact that the name Shorty G is the exact opposite. Of Big E. And then also, the fact that they're only two letters apart. So there's an F in the middle. So where's middle F? Or medium F, or whatever you want to call him. Average wait, F? Wait, wait, we just had Xavier. We just had Xavier Woods go out with an injury, and he could be out for a while. Does he return as middle F? And that's always, like, that's the only note he plays on the trombone. It's just, like, some sort of middle <laughs> F note. <laughs> oh, my God. And then here you go. This is what you, t- this is what you name their uh, stable alphabet soup. Just get one person <laughs> for every letter. So then, although you'd have to go like, uh, you couldn't have Triple H in there because it would ruin the naming convention. You have to keep going smaller. So from Shorty G, it'd be like uh, minuscule H, or something. And then uh, opposite of Big E, you'd have like super big D, maybe or. <laughs> Extra large D. There you go. You get a porn star in there. Extra large D. <laughs> Big swinging dick. Uh, uh, so you chose the New Day yes, then? Yes, I chose the New Day opposite Viking Raiders. Okay. Um, Alright, so then my next okay. match I'm going to pick. Oh, I can't believe you missed this. I'm going to pick Styles to retain his US title. Ah, uh, yeah, that is a good one. to be determined. I probably should have Whoever went with the hell that that's gonna be. instead of AJ. You are destined to lose, Battle Royal winner. Champ- championship matches, easy to pick this this card. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like all the championship matches are easy and everything else is just like a clusterfuck. It's a coin flip at that point, right? Like Yes. 
Although the Battle Royal and then, uh, oh yeah, I guess Team Flair and Team Hogan is technically a coin flip. Yeah. All right, which one are you going for? Team um, Flair, Team Hogan, or the U.S. Battle Royal versus, you know, just comprising of whoever the fuck is left on this roster? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Team Flair over mm, Team Hogan. Okay. Um, Because I feel like they're really pushing out, like you've got Orton on there, Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. Mm-hmm. The only one, Nakamura, they like he's a champion, but they haven't really been pushing him. Whereas on the other side, you've got like Roman and Ricochet, Shorty G, Ali, and Rusev. Like, not like Reigns, they're mm-hmm. pushing. Even then, like, what has Reigns been doing? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, Reigns has not been hot lately. Uh, well, yeah. especially because. Like, he's only in this match because of the fuck up at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. They put him in here, right? They had Seth as Seth was on Team Hogan, and then they were like, "Shit, we need to redo him and Bray." Right. So, yeah, because then he was just involved in the strange Daniel Bryan story lineup until now, which like has been going on way too fucking long and had no good resolution. Yeah. So he's just been kind of like. Also, anyone anyone noticed the absence of Daniel Bryan? On this yeah, Daniel Bryan. Well, yeah, because you know he's just like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah. Also. uh Sami Zayn and uh, uh, and Kevin Owens correct either. yes Kevin Owens by choice yeah. Kevin and Daniel Bryan by choice yes. Sami Zayn literally cannot enter that country yeah it's like really it's like come on these people are fucking racist as shit what the hell <laughs> oh also no women yeah, yeah, no, of, of, of course they're sexist <laughs> sorry like <laughs> they're sexist and then you've got Sami Zayn just chilling there like You'll just hang out with the girls then, I guess? Alright. <laughs> He's like, alright, you can bring the men, except for him. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Look at him. He's the wrong race. This reminds me, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's a great Goldberg's episode this week. <laughs> where, have you watched that show at all? No. Uh, so it's about a family growing up in the 80s, mm-hmm. I think it is. Seven, and they're, they're in the Philly area, so that's what I like. They always talk about Wawa and things oh, like nice. that. Uh, but the youngest son, Adam, is, like, nerdy-looking guy. Kind of similar to me. Like, curly hair, glasses, stuff yeah. like that. And he he goes out for the school musical or play, which is Romeo and mm-hmm. Juliet. And one of his dad's friend's daughter is going out for Juliet. And at first, the dad's like, no, Romeo is going to be kissing my daughter. And then he's like, oh, it's Adam? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it turns out... <laughs> it turns out they have this really great kiss and practice and stuff like that. And people are like... Like, the even the teacher who's, like, cool choreographing yeah. the play it was like whoo i could feel the heat on that one like, <laughs> and so then the dad wants it canceled because he like, <laughs> didn't suspect <laughs> that adam would like kiss his daughter oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> and that just reminds me of that like sammy zayn oh you don't have to worry about <laughs> him don't have to worry about that guy you can just leave him at home <laughs> but yeah let's see yeah team flavors team hogan yeah reigns has not been hot lately uh, Rusev is caught up in his whole Bobby Lashley storyline, which like God, yeah. he desperately needs to kick Lashley's ass. Like, oh it, like if God. he if he comes out on the losing side of this feud, he needs to fucking quit. Like, he <laughs> has to quit. That is like unexcusable. If he just gets cucked and then loses, that would be the worst. The only question is just then like, does he kill Lana too, or? Does he, like, beat Lana into <laughs> submission and she turns back to being his wife? 
Like, that's the only question I feel like as far as, like, what they need to answer as far as how that storyline ends. But, like, yeah. Rusev has to beat Lashley. Oh, my God. Uh, then we got Ricochet on there. Ali and Gable. Yeah, so we just got the short guy brigade of little cruiserweights. Uh, yeah, that's hard. Because I... They are high on McIntyre. I feel like I could see him being the guy that wins it for him. Because I feel like they don't really care about Nakamura. Lashley will probably get eliminated by Rusev, hopefully. Corbin, I guess they kind of care sometimes. Orton, have you been hearing rumors about um, Orton's contract? Oh, is it actually up? From what I'd seen, because I saw yeah, him he, hit, he signed a ten-year deal back in twenty ten. So then next year, his oh. deal is finally up. And there was some sort of like, wow. you know, very uh, teasing sort of cryptic-y photo that he put up on one of his social media things that like said elite in the background. So then it's like, whether <laughs> yeah. he's just fucking with people or if he's actually thinking about switching, who knows, but at least next year he'll have that choice. But, um... That's kind of crazy. Yeah, like, that would be really crazy to see Orton somewhere else other than WWE. Like, cause he's just been there for so long, and nowhere else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, we'll see. I guess this will come down to how much they want to do uh, Reigns wins LOL booking, because I, I don't know. I feel like it's unlikely that they're gonna care that much about giving this win to any of those other baby faces on Team Hogan. Maybe Ali, because he's Middle Eastern, and not the wrong kind like Sami Zayn. So. That's my off chance. Maybe Ali wins this for them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they they could be down for Drew McIntyre. He'll probably win this. Uh, okay, so let's see. Number one contender for the U.S. Battle Royal. Um, how about Apollo Crews? Because mm. fuck it, why not? He, he could use yeah. a win like this, you know, to look good and then maybe get some more TV time going forward or something. And he's definitely yeah. a guy that could definitely lose to Styles, but, like, is bigger than Styles, so it could kind of look make it look better. And he's brown, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, or I guess he's black. I don't know. Maybe that's not close enough match. for them. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of who's not in this match that... Or, like, who's just not in other matches? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I guess the... Uh, it's like AJ Styles is probably still going to be playing the heel. Just because I feel like they don't switch things that much. Like, even though I feel like he probably could be received as a babyface from the crowd, they'll probably mm-hmm. still be playing him like a heel. So then I guess they would need a face to win the Battle Royal, right? Plus, also, just booking sense, it's yeah. like... If you're going to do this setup where somebody wins the Battle Royal, gets a title match the same night, and then loses, you want it to be a babyface, not a heel. Yeah. Is it It was Ricochet that was going after AJ recently, right? Um, yeah, that was happening at some point kind of recently, but he's, in, he's on Team Hogan. Yeah, but I, I'm just wondering who AJ has been feuding with recently. That, Kevin Owens, I think, um, right? Because didn't he... He was the one that uh, came out with the Street Profits to help even the OC odds. Ooh, true. So, that's the, you know, I'm gonna go back to. I think I think he also had a little bit of a feud with Cedric Alexander, if I remember correctly. Yes, he, so he did Cedric. bury Cedric Alexander very thoroughly. 
So Cedric gets another shot at the uh, U.S. title. Why not? You know what? Let, they should turn it into like an Okada Sonata series where just like six, seven times he keeps fighting him and he just loses every fucking time. Mm-hmm. But then finally, someday, Cedric will get the win. The upset over AJ Styles. Yeah. Actually, you know, if they built that right, that actually could be not a bad idea. Because, like, I don't know what they're going to do to... I mean, obviously, they don't probably care about getting Cedric Alexander over. He's too small and black. Um, but if they did care about trying to get him over, given what they've already done with him, maybe that would be a decent idea. So he just keeps going after AJ Styles until eventually someday he beats him. I don't know. I don't have any better ideas than that right now. And uh, I guess we've run out of matches to talk about. Yeah, I guess so. So, was there any uh, any last comments or uh, discussions you wanted to have before we close out the show? No, I think that's it. All right, those are our predictions, folks. So, tune into Crown Jewel if you want some uh, Thursday afternoon punishment. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> do what probably we're going to do, which is... Uh, Watch some of it skimming afterwards. Maybe some recaps on it. What What are your plans for watching this show, if at all? Probably sometime that weekend. Mm. And then, because <laughs> it's on a Thursday, so right. So just like yeah, wait till like Saturday. I mean, I mean, I definitely can't watch it during the day. I'm at work, so. Well, what you can't stream it on your phone while you're in the lab, Joe. <laughs> Got to tell people it's very well, important. I'll be doing. Gotta be doing. I'll be doing important things. Yeah, it's like, hold on, guys. I have to stop science. I have to watch wrestling. Very important. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. And we'll catch you next week with uh, some more shit. Talk about. Yep. I guess let's see. We'll run down Crown Jewel, and then we might have. Because uh... we still got like another. We, I think we have another week before full gear. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about some full gear stuff. Maybe not. I mean, we'll definitely talk about AEW, obviously. Yeah, AEW NXT, mm-hmm. NWA Power, Power, all that good shit. Cool. See y'all then. Thank you for listening. Have a good week, everyone.